0: Good afternoon, members and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. This is Elmira and You. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. This is our first podcast for the month of June. How many of you took a look at the PDF version of the church's bulletin last week? I did. Uh, Click through on that email that came out last Thursday, and there it was. You can see it. So, especially those of you that are at home on Sunday morning or that missed that Sunday morning, just click on that email and you can see all of the bulletin items that people here can see, as well as follow along at home through the live stream. Now, this coming Sunday, I want to encourage Elmira Baptist Church to have an earnest expectation of God the Holy Spirit working in our lives, working in our families, working in our church, working in our community, and working in our nation. So I'm working on a sermon from Isaiah 64 entitled, A Prayer for God's Presence. A Prayer for God's Presence. Let me give you a little taste of it. We know, logic tells us, that our nation and our civilization is only going to end one of three ways. Number one, the first way this could all end is that Jesus returns for his saints and begins that seven-year period of tribulation before his second coming. That that could end what we call the United States of America. That may be the end of it. If that were the case, then we're going to see the wicked judged. And when the wicked are judged, God is glorified. 1 Timothy 5.8 tells us that there's a crown for those who love his appearing. And I am certainly eager to see Jesus come back just as soon as maybe. I don't want him to delay for any reason. Now, I, I'll be candid. When I was younger, thought from time to time, boy, it would be nice if Jesus would delay until, until I get through college, right? If Jesus would delay until I get married. If Jesus would delay until I have some kids. That was selfish. That was selfish. God has a crown for all those who love His appearing. So that's one way that we could get through this. Second way this may resolve is that God intervenes and changes the hearts of American people, and that overflows into the hearts of other citizens, and we see our nation turn back to God. We see us renewed and re-energized in our interest in godliness and our exaltation of God's Word and our praise for God. Sometimes we call this revival. In Psalm 86, the psalmist says, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? And I've heard from time to time people say, well, we're in an age of apostasy, this is the time of falling away, so there isn't going to be revival. Okay, that's great. If you're convinced that that's the case, you don't need to pray. But I see the Bible and prophecy... There's an open-ended tunnel here. We know what's at the end of the tunnel, but we don't know how far we have to go yet in that tunnel. So that's another way this could end. You know, another way this could end, and again, I'm not hoping for this, is Jesus' return could be delayed, but our nation and our civilization collapses. A famous historian once said that great civilizations are not murdered They commit suicide. His point is, it's terrible. His point is, is they're not attacked from without and overcome. The problems arise from within and they crumble. And that could happen to our nation and to our civilization. But 2 Peter chapter 2 tells us an interesting thing about God. It says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the ungodly out of temptation. Peter's giving the example there of Lot. Stuck in that wicked city, Sodom. The angels come, they literally take Lot by the hand. They take his wife by the hand. They take his daughters by the hand and lead him out of Sodom because the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of those times of trials and tests so whether Jesus is returning soon or whether God is sending is is planning and working towards sending another revival in our nation or whether our civilization will collapse on itself in every single case I want to be on God's side and in every single case God is going to be glorified his word is going to be shown to be true, and people will know that there is a God in heaven. Come Sunday, we'll talk more about that. Sunday evening, we will observe the Lord's Supper, and so preceding that, I want to preach on the atonement. A couple of weeks ago, when Dr. Innes was with us, he preached on confession and then propitiation and gave me a vision for trying to focus on some of these key words in our New Testament. And One of the aspects of our salvation is atonement, and within that, we're going to focus on the precious blood of Christ. Read 1 Peter chapter 1, specifically verses 18 through 21, and pray, earnestly pray, that God will prepare your heart for the message. Again, we will do our best to live stream Sunday school, Sunday morning worship, Sunday evening worship, and then also... Afterwards, post those to Sermon Audio and to YouTube. Let's talk about our upcoming schedule a little bit. Sunday, June 12th, we're going to have our graduation night, our graduate recognition night. So again, if you have a graduate and I've not talked to you yet, kindergarten, high school, college, please see me. We want to get that child, that young person on our list of graduates to recognize. That's on the 12th of June. Sunday, June 19th is Father's Day, and we'll have a special gift for all the fathers that come and join us on that day. And then Monday, June 20th through Friday, June 24th is our Vacation Bible School. That's in the evening from 6.30 until 8.30. Those of you that are working, we can have you arrive as early as 5.30, probably plan to stay until about 8.45, 9 o'clock. Some of us will stay even a little bit later to to get things wrapped up, but uh, looking forward to that week, June 20th through the 24th, and then on June 26th, that is the fourth Sunday of the month, however, we're going to do something different. We are not going to have our food and fellowship on that Sunday. We want to invite the parents of our Vacation Bible School students to come on out on that Sunday night, 5 o'clock, and have a closing ceremony for Vacation Bible School, so we'll do that. And then we're going to combine June and combine July's Food and Fellowship into one Food and Fellowship that we're going to have on Sunday, July 3rd. So Sunday, July 3rd, that'll be our Food and Fellowship. We'll have our normal Food and Fellowship Sunday schedule, 945 Sunday School, 11 o'clock morning worship, followed by Food and Fellowship. And then about 1.30 or 1.40, we'll meet for a time of praise and testimony. I need to ask you for your help, your help with the prayer list. Help Cindy and me uh, with our prayer list. Every Wednesday, actually Tuesday, it's prepared. Cindy prepares for us our prayer list. She does an excellent job, works really, works diligently, and pays careful attention to make sure the names are right and the requests are correct. She prints that off early Tuesday afternoon, sometimes late Tuesday morning, and then those are ready for us Wednesday when we come. And then... After Wednesday night, she updates those and sends out the update in that email that has your PDF version of the church's bulletin. So even if you miss being with us on Wednesday night, look for that email Thursday. You can uh, pull that up on your computer, pull that up on your smartphone, or print that out however you might uh, be able to use that. We want you to use that prayer list. Here's how you can help us. Get your request to Cindy whenever is convenient for you. You can call her, you can text her, you can send an email. Emails are great. She picks those up on Tuesday mornings, also on Thursday mornings. Send her an email with the names and the requests so that we can get those on the prayer sheet on Tuesday. And they'll be printed and prepared on Tuesday to be ready for Wednesday. That gives everyone the ability to have that request. I know many of the folks do write them down as we share them on Wednesday, but it's, it's, it's best for us if those requests are included in Cindy's typewritten copy of the prayer list. And then secondly, if we can get those requests in on Tuesday, then we can spend more time in prayer on Wednesday. I don't mind taking requests on Wednesday night that have come up Tuesday or Wednesday and you could not get them in to that prayer list. But do your best, if you would, to get those in to Cindy ahead of time by Tuesday morning so that she can get those on the list. Second way you can help us with that prayer list, keep your requests updated. Now, there's a whole column, actually two columns, of requests for those with chronic illness. We understand those are chronic. We don't need those updated. There's a partial column of those who are in the military, and and obviously you can update those as there's specific requests, but we'll leave those in place as well. There's some personal requests that, yes, they're just sort of chronic and they're going to stay there, but many of these requests, especially for the sick, especially personal requests, there's changes that are happening. Things are occurring. Sometimes issues are resolved. Sometimes there's another layer that's laid on top. And we need you to update those requests. So I'm asking you to give us an update every three or four weeks. And if we don't receive an update in three or four weeks, as a general rule, we're going to remove those from the prayer list so that we can keep that prayer list as concise as possible. And people can pray specifically for those uh, requests. So again, update me. If we don't receive an update in three to four weeks, we'll just remove those. Now you say, well, nothing's happened, but I still want you to pray. So your update could be keep praying for, do that for me. I'll tell you, to me, a funny story. Some time ago when I was working with a church, working with a prayer list, there had been a person on the prayer list for healing. And so I went to the church member that had requested healing for their friend. And I said, how is your friend doing? I haven't heard in some months. And the person said, well, she died. I was that, that's a tragedy. It really is. I didn't even get a chance to pray for the funeral the, the, because it wasn't being updated. So don't throw the request out there and then just leave it. Please update us uh, if you would. A couple of other things. Many of you share requests on Sunday morning in your Sunday school class. That's great. We want that con- to continue. And I know that AJ does his best to get those requests to Cindy. Many of you share your requests with me. And I do my best to get those requests to Cindy. You would be well served if in addition to sharing those on Sunday morning and in addition to sharing those with me, you went ahead and got those to Cindy so that she could be aware of what those were. Sometimes I don't pass those on to her. Okay, a lot about our prayer list. I hope that it's a help to you. I know it's a help to our church. I want our prayer list to be a vital part, an essential part, of our church praying specifically for people. Now, we still have a verse of the week to meditate on, to think about. Do you know what this week's verse is? What did Cindy put there on the bulletin this last Sunday? You're right. If you said Hebrews 11.6, you're right. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Take some time this week, if you haven't memorized that, to memorize it, and then meditate. Do I believe that God exists? Do I believe that He rewards those that diligently seek Him? And then, if I truly believe that God rewards those who diligently seek Him, how will that impact how I live? I'll leave those thoughts with you. Jeremiah chapter 29, and I referenced this verse in last week's update, but I want to focus on it for our devotional today. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 7. And for some of you, you may be a little bit surprised. Why Jeremiah 29, 7? This is about the Jews who are in exile. They're in a strange land. And they really just want to get back to, to Judah. Why are they being told to pray? Well, let me help you understand that many Christians that I'm talking to feel as if our nation has changed in such a way that we're no longer a majority Christian nation. Now, I suspect that if you were to look at some polls, you would see upwards of 60, 70, maybe even 80% of people say, hey, I'm a Christian. I don't think they mean the same thing that you and I mean by that. And so iniquity seems to be abounding. Uh, Foolishness seems to be increasing. Our laws are becoming less and less tied to what the Bible says and more and more tied to human reasoning, and we can feel like exiles in a strange land. Well, this is what God says to His people who were exiles in a strange land. He says, and seek the peace of the city, whither I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. You see, they were tempted to think, well, we're in exile here. We're going to pray for this place to just go down in flames. Well, that's nice, but they're living there. And if that civilization were to collapse, they'd be in the middle of it. And so God tells his people to pray for the peace of that city, to pray for the peace of the nation in which they find themselves. And our nation needs us. To be praying, They, they won't pray. The, the young Christian, the, the heathen, they're not going to pray. They need us to be praying for our nation, to pray for the peace of our nation, to pray for God to be exalted and God glorified. You see, in Scripture, we can see that there is an individual response to God's call, an individual response to God's will, an individual response to God and His righteousness. But there is often... A corporate response at a community level or even at a national level there's a community response to God and to God's righteousness to God's call to God's will and we want our nation to respond to that we want America the United States of America we want our fellow citizens to respond to the Lord so let's pray for the peace of our nation let's ask God To once again turn the hearts of, first of all, turn the hearts of His people back to Him. Turn the hearts of His people back to His righteousness. And then secondly, that that would spill over. That renewed, sincere interest in God and in His righteousness and in His presence would spill over into the hearts of the heathen. Into the people who are not God's people today and that they would become children of God and it would change our nation. That's my desire. I know that's your desire. Let's pray for that. You've been listening to Elmira and Jew for Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. You can join us on Sunday. We'll meet at 945 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, 5 o'clock for evening worship, and 7 o'clock we meet on Wednesdays for a time of Bible study and prayer. You can find us at 6111 California Pacific Road, near Vacaville, California. Join me tomorrow for another edition of Elmira and You.